0: Brian, how you guys doing?
1: Doing good, Andrew. How are you, buddy?
0: Oh, just wonderful. It's uh, it's feeling a little bit like spring outside. You know, the weather's improving.
1: You're almost spreading um, your springing?
0: That's that's exactly correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I wanted to open today's episode with something that it's a you know it, it feels like spring a little bit, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about the full webcomic adaptation of colin trevorrow's duel of the fate script excuse
1: me yes. what is this you're talking about wait wait so elaborate please <laughs> so i request back up elaboration, elaboration. Moment. Yes.
0: yes so uh so this creator his name's andrew weingarner and he went through i i do remember seeing this like on reddit way back when, like, when the first, like, details about Duel of the Fates first started coming out, okay. you know, the un-, which, and again, Duel of the Fates is the unused script that, For
1: episode nine,
0: Yeah, right? for episode nine that Colin Trevorrow was doing when he was going to direct it. Um, But for myriad reasons, not the least of which being that he's kind of a little bit of a weirdo, they- <laughs> he eventually left the project and then it went back to JJ and we all know what Rise of Skywalker is um
1: it's not Duel of the Fates <laughs> it's,
0: well it, yeah it's not Duel of the Fates but I don't I'm not fully convinced that Duel of the Fates would have been incredible but it certainly would have been more interesting I think than Rise of Skywalker
1: well so I mean you can you can help me fill in a couple like beats here but I know that like like for for starters like Rose Tico's character played a much larger role. She wasn't yeah. just kind of like, well, now I'm the head of engineering and you won't see me till the end of the movie.
0: And exactly. That's it. But we're going like to put her on – generic throwaway lines. Exactly. And it's
1: like we're <laughs> going to put her on every poster and prop her out there. She's going to do all this media and everything. And you're not even going to feature the poor girl. I mean, come on. Exactly. Ugh. And then like Finn <laughs> also has a bigger story too, I imagine. Yes. Like, yeah. I,
0: I mean, I haven't – I will fully say I haven't read through this whole thing yet. But you can go now to his website, and it's a wine Garner. that's wine as in the drink, mm-hmm. garner, G-A-R-N-E-R, dot squarespace.com dual hyphen of hyphen the hyphen fates. <laughs> Easy enough. You can enough. read the, the whole thing there. I'm just going to read the crawl, if you guys don't mind. No, Ooh, Yes, please do. Hit that up. So the crawl for Duel of the Fates is the Iron Grip of the First Order has spread to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. Only a few scattered planets remain unoccupied. Traitorous acts are punishable by death. Determined to suffocate a growing unrest, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren has silenced all communication between neighboring systems. Led by General Leia Organa, the resistance has planned a secret mission to prevent their annihilation and forge a path to freedom.
1: That already sounds,
0: oh my god,
1: <laughs> yeah, just streets ahead, you know.
0: <laughs> I agree. Don't, I mean, I don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh, I was, was going to say the only say, thing.
1: <laughs> this is the only thing that would have made that better is they would have brought up trade negotiations. That would have just yes. sealed the deal.
0: <laughs> but well, as you. There, <laughs> Well, I I was going to say, I mean, I know some of the set pieces in this film, like it, there's scenes on Coruscant, there's, mm. di- you know, different things that would have, I think, been a little different. I know, I know the issue that they did kind of run into in particular with this adaptation was that Leia played such a big role in it.
1: And now she was, yeah. And then, and honestly, yeah. And like when, and when she passed away, it definitely filled it filled this weird void and like, and that's kind of, I mean, I don't want to say that was the cusp of what made, you know, the solo is a weird finale, but like Mm -hmm. it definitely didn't help it. You know, it was just one of those things you had to dance around, you know?
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and certainly the, they did what they could with what they had. And like, it works. I mean, there's a couple of scenes from rise of Skywalker. It's truly just like, okay, this was just like an outtake. And they were like, well, I just like what she's doing here. So like, it's right. just, we're going to fit it into the story, even if it doesn't really make any sense.
1: Or it's just, I mean, like, they have the piece of diet. There's a piece of dialogue with a P like a different scene. And it's kind of intercut mm-hmm. it. Cause I think there was an example of that. There was a scene from a force awakens where they used. The exact mannerisms and everything that Leia had used mm-hmm. and then just superimposed like a different uh, piece of dialogue on top of it. So Exactly, yeah. It's, I mean it's a signature Disney thing if you think about it.
0: Well, it is because that's, that's something they famously did in the animation days. Just that's what like, I'm saying. Yeah. Literally sketched over the same scene multiple times.
1: Yeah. Peter, what was it? There was the Jungle Book and Peter Pan have similar yes. dancing animals and stuff. Like that.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so And like yeah. he, 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 and I think uh, Winnie the Pooh might have copied that same scene as well. Yes, yes. So.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of uh, bottomless bears, Uta Poota, everybody. Hello and welcome to Gerudo Shot First. My name's Connor. I'm Andrew. And we are here to talk Star Wars, all things Star Wars, and anything even freaking related to Star Wars. And as always, we're joined with our producer, Brian. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Uh, We're hanging in there, buddy. Uh, We are going to be talking about something exciting. I think we've kind of been leading to this for the past couple episodes, (laughs) if if you haven't been paying attention. Yes. Uh, We are on the cusp, the finale, the last four episodes of Season 7 of The Clone Wars. And I'm very excited to get down and dirty with these episodes. These are, I mean, just re-watching them was already <laughs> exciting. But I had I had that fun of being able to watch it with Eva and mm-hmm. being able to experience it all over again and, like, being able to cry with an audience and stuff like that. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> satisfying. <laughs> but um, ultimately, I don't know. I mean, do, do we kind of want to get into it? Is there any kind of preamble before we jump into it? I don't know. I know we were just talking about the uh, duel of the fates and everything.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, nothing too much more from me. I think uh, I, I agree with you, Connor. It was wonderful just to, to be able to come back to this and like, just experience it all again. And, you know, I think I talked about this in our last episode last week, where I expected when I watched the Martez sisters story again, that mm-hmm. I would like it more. And I didn't. <laughs>
1: and, <laughs> That was
0: definitely not the issue watching the Siege of Mandalore storyline. Oh.
1: And again, like this, this is what the whole show could have been. Like I said, there's there's good chunks of the show and there's bad chunks of the show. And this was just like this was chef's kiss. This was exactly what she needed. <laughs> these were the best exactly. chunks. These were the best chunks. Uh, but highly do that, desirable let's, chunks. <laughs> <laughs> let's put some name. Let's put some names to these chunks. Like I said, there's four episodes here. We have Episode 9, Old Friends Not Forgotten. Anakin and Obi-Wan must decide whether to help Ahsoka pursue Maul or rescue Palpatine. Then we have Episode 10, uh, The Phantom Apprentice. Ah, Ahsoka and Republic forces confront Maul on Mandalore. And then we have Episode 11, Shattered. While Ahsoka returns Maul to the Jedi on Coruscant, Order 66 is declared. And then finally... Number twelve, victory and death. With the galaxy in chaos, Ahsoka and Rex are the, in a race to ensure their own survival. Short, sweet, to the point, but good lord, is there so much going on in these last four episodes?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I genuinely had forgotten like the name of the final episode until rewatching it. You always around
1: because shattered kind of takes it over. Honestly, well,
0: yeah, well. In the, in, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. I have a, a very lukewarm take that I don't think either of the last two episodes are my favorite of this arc. But that's besides Ew. the point. That's fair.
1: That's fair. Uh, that's it's, completely fair.
0: Yeah, it's it's it as I say, it's a lukewarm take. It it is not a <laughs> hot take. Uh, a lukewarm. That's Sorry. right. <laughs> I have to throw one of those, uh, just like a tauntaun. Exactly, just like the taunt Murrow well, or whatever.
1: So why don't we uh, why don't we just jump in right on uh, episode nine then? Uh, I wonder what with...
0: decision Obi Wan and Anakin are going to make. Oh my <laughs> God! If they pursue Maul or rescue Palpatine, what could it well, be? First,
1: I know. Well, first of all, let's start from the beginning, as we always do, and with what uh, yet again one of
0: Anakin's many famous war crimes. <laughs> uh, before, <laughs> I think before we even get into that, we need to start at the beginning.
1: Oh, crud. which is
0: to say that. Like they are clearly setting us up for something very special. Yes, from the get-go, from the drop on this. Oh my God! Yeah, because we get the classic Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm
1: limited logo.
0: Yeah, just the plain text, and it, basically. And it's
1: also it's also given the proper like actual like opening credits. It's not a crawl. Yes, but like yeah, the, there's the no music. crawl,
0: but we get the opening theme.
1: It's not the, the films. Uh, yeah. It's not the Clone Wars theme. It's not that
0: dun 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 dun.
1: dun, dun, dun. It's like that's what made it so exciting. you we were like, oh, this is this is something else. This is yeah, actually some, like something's happening. We
0: we obviously know that Maul is going to be part of it because we get the Clone Wars logo in red.
1: Yes, and then oh even God. at that,
0: we get the we we learn that this is officially part one of the siege of mandalore saga
1: which is so incredible in its own way like they they knew what they had and they were like we're just gonna cut it into four equal chunks you know yes. we're, we're gonna make it nice and palatable for everybody
0: but yeah oh. and i have to say it's like for for all of that kind of fanfare and over the topness it really works you know oh, it, it does sets the stage that you are so ready for what you're about to experience
1: Well, so being able to
0: just watch it essentially as one big, you know, hour and 40 minute movie or whatever. Right. You, you feel the,
1: you actually feel like the the tension and everything going around it. Um, Agreed. But I was going to say, Duncan, for you, we we had brought this up before in the last two arcs, you know, being that this is your first, like, go through with the proper, you know, you're watching it, you know, 1 through 12, right? So Mm -hmm. for you... And being that this is, you know, the end all be all of seven seasons of storytelling and everything, you know where this is going to go. But, like, what was it like for you to see the opening crawl and see it, like, kind of be a little more, I guess, traditional? Like, was it it impactful for you? More polished almost. Yeah. Um, Especially
2: after coming off the, I was going to say, especially coming off of the previous four episodes, it was like, (laughs) oh, oh, this, this is the kind of storytelling you're accustomed to being a fan of the show. Okay. Andrew, you, right.
1: All right. You had you had said as much in the last episode this is what it could be. You know, yes. in regards to the last four episodes. So
0: Exactly. Uh, I mean but, it just I mean knowing I mean obviously, you know, Dave Filoni as a storyteller and and his history with different stories like yes, he t- tends to always choose projects for kids essentially. Oh yeah. Um, you know, but if you look at like Avatar or other shows that he's been a part of. It's like the, like it really runs the full gamut from just, okay, here's like a story for kids. And here's this story for kids that like teaches you everything you need to know about life.
1: Right. No, I can agree with that. That in the, he's, he's dealing with a lot of heavy life lessons in these shows. And I feel like even like Avatar, the last airbender is a perfect example of that because you kind of grow up with the character, you know, it's the same feeling you get with, like, um, you know, like the Harry Potter series, like you grew up with the kids through all the books and everything like that. So it's like, yeah, it starts off as like carefree and magic and all this kind of stuff. By the end of it, people are dying. You know, yeah. it's like it's, it's pretty, it, gets, it turns to bad. Man. It gets, gets
0: pretty dark there. It,
1: got, yeah. it went pretty dark there for a while, but, you know, cool. yeah, kind of, kind of touch but, and go at the end.
0: <laughs> but I, I do want to go back to one thing that you were saying, Brian, like in terms of the polish of these episodes, I genuinely feel like they even were just like, all right, we're going to let these render just a little while longer. Oh, just to, sure. You know, push out a few more pixels in each of these character models. and Well, th-
1: this is like, this is another good look at like the new model for Anakin. Because like originally he had more of just like, not a bob, but like his hair was, wasn't nearly as long as the original show. And now his hair is catching up to, you know, Revenge of the Sith hair, like much longer hair. But even to that end, like seeing his that model, very and,
0: cool and guy mid two thousands hair.
1: Oh, for sure. I wish I still had that hair. I mean, come on. <laughs> but it, all I'm getting at is just like it. It's you see it right there, and even with Ahsoka and everything like that. Again, watching this with um, Eva and our friend Allie, they they said pointed they pointed out right away. She's like, "That's Rosario Dawson. Like that's almost the exact tunic she wore in the show. Like it looked just like her, you know." Yeah, and it's just it. it, it's uh, fully realized and everything.
0: Yeah, so. and I would even say like with uh, with Obi-Wan as well, you can kind of see maybe a few more of those like age lines.
1: The wrinkles, uh, you can see the, the warts on his head. Or is it a yeah, warts? Exactly. I don't know, it, a mole, I don't know There's, what you call it.
0: Yeah, yes. There's just, uh, <laughs> the, the the Ewan McGregor special. Yes, exactly. Like that. fair enough. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but it was just like the detail is just like, okay, I'm just watching the actual, you know, this is like previz for... Episode oh, three, essentially. It's so good.
1: Well, even to that end, so we, we like I said, we open up with uh, Obi-Wan yeah, and committing more crimes. More core crimes. So the point where he has to like pretend to what is it, pretends to surrender just to get the tactician droid out. And even the tact, like I love the battle droid. This is classic battle droids. We're like, they surrender, well that's a relief. Like that's that's exactly it was just, like perfect for the scene. It's like, oh we battle droids. I wish you were all just as innocent as that guy. It just yes. like completely t- kills everybody. And then you have Rex hanging out underneath, uh, you know, waiting for the call. But great, there was a great little joke. He's like, We just need to hang on a little bit longer. And the rest of the guys are, where they're all hanging <laughs> under the bridge. Yeah, so very, there was a, very
2: yes. slapstick.
0: Yeah, of course. Literally hanging on.
1: Yes. So fun time. And then uh, they're able to save the day and they get called back. They're like, Someone's using your old, uh, you know, your old code of fulcrum. And they're like immediately like, Is this Saw? Which was thought yeah. was a very cool, like it was yes, another nice like. Throwback. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot Saw was originally from the Clone Wars. Oh yeah, yes. he's
2: alive. <laughs> Technically, he's, he's still under-off. alive. And was, yeah,
1: <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> but I, I didn't realize that Fulcrum was his call sign or whatever. So that's a cool yeah. nod to wrote cool. uh,
0: like Rebels. Exactly. That. Yes, because yeah, the, it's certainly an ongoing uh, call sign that, that we see used in a lot of different applications. Right. Um, which is fun and it's just a nice it's a nice like through line that like I guess some people could get real fussy about like oh like it's not you know everybody can't be called the same thing but
1: but if, not if it's, it's just a, like it's just an androgynous name it's nothing there's nothing to it and I mean exactly. that, that, but that's the whole point of being a spy I guess I don't know but all the same it was a nice nod and it got them back onto the ship and then next thing you know Rex is talking to somebody on the on a projector screen, and they do the slow turn, and you see Bo Katan and Ahsoka just being like, "Hello, Master. It's been a while." And now, yeah. this was the scene that got everybody hyped whenever they first dropped the trailer. Yes, dropped it because, in the trailer. Oh, it was like right. It was that point where it was Anakin and Obi Wan just being like, "Okay, Rex, what's so important you brought us all the way back here for?" Like slowly, just realizes like what he's looking at. Yes. that that was oh, and. Again, just knowing the history between him and Ahsoka, what they've been going through, like, it hits. And it's like, where are you? Are you okay? Like,
0: you can see his genuine care and everything. It was, like, heartbreaking. And, uh, well, I, I agree. It's There's something that I described in my notes while re-watching it, just in terms of, like, Anakin's, like, yes, his smarminess, like, particularly mm-hmm. in that opening scene that you're describing, but yeah. also just, like, the way that he kind of like deeply and pathologically changes his behavior in the idea that like oh i can like get ahsoka back essentially do
1: something that maybe
0: help her at the very least exactly
1: i mean this is going to go into more you know more detail when we get further in but this is just a early stage to showing just who anakin is and we already know who anakin is as a character and like how his his laurels all that kind of stuff but like you see how much he misses him and mrs ahsoka how much he wants to help her like with that with a split second of just being like oh god like it's just it's flipped on the dime like you said just flips yeah. his whole his whole attitude
0: yeah. but um and it's just and it's portrayed in such a good authentic way as well like you know a lot of credit like to matt lanter for oh pulling god, it yeah. off um you know the Hulk, like, in terms the whole of voice cast well exactly and just being able to to kind of pull like flip that switch between like because there's two kind of similar but very distinctly different relationships that anakin is constantly going through which are you know his relationship with padme obviously which we talked about a couple episodes back right. and then like his relationship with ahsoka and it like and it actually is very effective in terms of shifting from that like w- you know romantic love whatever you know life partner kind of deal to like ahsoka is like his child in a sense
1: just someone he cares for at the very least. If not like a sister, then yes.
0: Yeah, maybe a sister child. would be a better. Yeah, eh. little sister.
1: Yeah, exactly. Snips, if you will. That's right. <laughs> That's what they say. That is what they say. Well, so uh, eventually they're able to work it out and they come back and you know they're all on board and they're planning everything out. They're like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go and catch them all. Uh, you know, we're going to take care of this. We're going to do all that. And then at one point, You know, I forget. I forget the. So, Anakin takes Ahsoka off to the side, and that's when he's like, uh, "The boy's been working on something." And you eventually see the scene of them with all their painted helmets and everything, Rex included. Now, for for my money, I'll just say like that part was like, "Oh, like it was like a," (laughs) it did hit hard. Again, going back to like i mean just ahsoka's whole feelings about the jedi and like her role as a character in star wars has always been the jedi padawan who's fighting during the Clone wars these troopers are just as much family to her as the rest of the jedi are and that's what makes this scene that much more like oh you know it's like it's a little more touchy i guess you could yeah. say for me yeah um, i
0: mean two, two two points on that it's like firstly and I'm certainly like I'm generally not saying this as a knock on the episode, but it's like I don't believe in my heart of hearts that like you know these highly trained, highly skilled members of the Five O First would be like, yeah, like I missed that little girl that used to run around with us, so we're gonna paint our helmets like right <laughs> now. Um, That's fair, but but it's certainly much more for like the audience's edification and satisfaction that like she is able you know that she's recognized as this kind of hero of the war that she is of this story she
1: doesn't she doesn't think she
0: deserves the accolades and that's where Anakin's like wait till you see what they did you know yeah well and I I do want to get into that point in in a moment but then kind of the the second side to that is we do like Ahsoka essentially reflects on the point that you were just making Connor like later on in the later episodes where she mm-hmm. basically says, like, all of my life, from the time I was a young child, I've been in this war, essentially. Yeah. And I don't know what to do outside. You know, and like, Jedi don't really... They're not warriors, they are Jedi. And she's like, I don't know what to... Like, how to function without the idea of a war.
1: All I've ever known was fighting.
0: Yeah. Um, and- so I. So obviously, it's like, this is just setting up that further uh discussion and, and the further plot points in shattered in particular
1: oh so this is also we've also haven't we i think i might have skipped over this but we have the briefing moment with bo katan and they're talking about like what they're going to do on mandalore and how they can get there and all that there's a great line i think it's i think uh bo says to obi-wan essentially like obi-wan's like doing this will break so many treaties. you'll essentially be starting another war and then she just without even missing a beach goes what's one more and it's like oh so it was it was so heartless but it was such a cool badass line and then uh that was a great exchange between her and obi-wan at one point where like she throws a jab back at obi-wan being like i thought my sister meant something to you and like obi-wan was like taken back and then eventually had to come up be like she did and but she knows that i you know my duty to the jedi comes first and like my personal feelings this and that but there is a there is a great moment there whenever he is telling his reasoning that they pan over to Anakin, and you can see Anakin's reaction to his react, you know, to what he would do, <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of like he's just like what, like he's like kind of in disbelief. It's you could tell that's not what Anakin would do, and this is also just propping up what's uh, what's eventually to happen. You know what I mean?
0: Right. So, and also just I, I would also just say it's like Anakin kind of fully re- like reconciling what. Like Satine meant to Obi Wan, and kind of being like, "Exactly, wait, that's like what Padme and I have." <laughs> like, right?
1: How can I? How can I get away from that? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> ultimately fast forwarding again to Soka. They got the helmets all painted and everything, and they're ready to go. And I think there was a point where she was about to reach out and touch the lightsabers that he got her, and which are yes. all brand new, and With the sirens start yes a little, maybe a little maybe a little better Then no, you just change it for whatever reason like you could just change the color of the blades i guess that's a thing like yeah. that's one of those things where it's like well it's like you know someone who's like a casual fan will just be like what do the colors mean like why why are some green and why are some blue and it's yeah. like you want to give them a definite answer but i feel like more and more you and i are just like i don't know like it's yeah. just like they well, literally he, just yeah, pick and go
0: we yeah, have if you, we have
1: some reasons, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess there's some kind of old school uh legends perspective, like from the Kotor games in particular, where like they kind of explain that Jedi who use a blue blade tend to be the warrior kind of class. Which would make sense then, for Anakin. Right. And then uh Jedi who use the green class or the green blades are more the diplomatic. Sword. right so kind of like qui-gon who is she was a diplomat yeah yes
2: that, that. that's what i've always heard as well but then you play stuff like jedi fallen order and you get to the point of choosing your color and it's <laughs> completely arbitrary
1: yeah. yeah but i mean like i think i think the focal point behind making whatever color comes out of your crystal is just what kind of energy you force into it or something like that i think that's one of the reasons why like there's a purple blade for mace is because like he had some dark side energy he was able to like force into it, and this was like a combination of the two or something like that. Again, the this is on style, yeah. yeah. This <laughs> is all like, this is all this is all topic for another episode and everything, it's, I'm sure. But yes. like, you it got, is one you of those things, a lot things. more clone wars to talk about. I know, sorry. <laughs> so, no, it's okay. So, he gets the alarm, Obi Wan comes running in and goes, There's been an attack, we have to go now. We're jumping to light speed. It's like, Where are we going? He's like, We're going to Coriopolis. I was gonna say, <laughs> 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 All right, we're going to. Coruscant, sorry, I just made it a little local. Uh, we're going to Coruscant. Uh, the chancellor's been taken, and it's and this is another great line. They're like, Who was watching him? And, and I think Obi Wan was like, Um, Shock T was un- was supposed to be watching him, but we have no word from her. And it's like, Great, she died another time, most likely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this time it's off camera, but it's still, it's like, yeah. Good lord, she can't it's catch number a
0: break. five or six or or so. Can you imagine?
1: <laughs> Also, that she's the same species as Ahsoka. And like, mm-hmm. it's like Ahsoka is like one of the most popular characters from Star Wars right now. And then you're like, who's some other great, Like, what's, what's her species even name? I can't think of it. I want to say mom. Tagruta. Like, what are some other famous Tagruta's? Well, there's Shock She's died seven times. Like, <laughs> yes. it's just, that's, that's about it. That's all we know about Shock T. But yeah, yeah I, I felt bad for her, even though it was like, it was just a name drop.
0: Yeah, I think the only, I mean, the only other Tagruda's that I can think of, also in the Clone Wars, were, like, that one group that's, like, imprisoned on that one ship.
1: And that's where, um, it's uh, Obi-Wan, I think, he, he yeah, gets Yeah, I think it's, like, he's in.
0: undercover or something, yeah.
1: and he, he gets imprisoned, and then, like, he's like, oh, I can help these people, but every time he helps somebody, the person he helps gets injured, and that's his yeah. torture, because yes. he's Jedi, and he's selfless. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Yes. yeah. <laughs> nice. i'm sorry that was one of the more like that was like one of the psychological episodes i remember it was like really like made you yeah. think
0: agreed uh, agreed but anyway anyway i just want to like before we kind of i mean we can almost move on from this episode i know we're like only halfway through it but the actual yes. siege itself is not necessarily that interesting
1: no not uh, not at the first <laughs>
0: Yeah. The only thing I want to say is, you know, so you kind of talk about like Ahsoka's discomfort with like kind of being around Anakin and like all of this special treatment that's being heaped on her. And so it's there's kind of like this weird, like, okay Anakin is being weird. Ahsoka is weirded out by all of this weird stuff. And then there's like that kind of third layer that we as the audience have to experience where it's like, okay, we also know exactly what he's going to go do right now.
1: Exactly. Yes, exactly. And that is that is one of those things where it's like, as soon as Obi-Wan came running in and going, we're jumping to light speed immediately, I was like, this is it. This is it. Like, I was like, where's my seatbelt? I need to plug, you know, it's like, I was like, "Ready? I was ready. We're- we're in the end game now. We're in the <laughs> end
0: game now.
1: So, I mean, t- like you say, we can we can kind of finish out by saying that this the end of this episode is the beginning of the Siege of Mandalore, which yeah. that whole scene of her being like, I'll race you to the surface, like jumping out yeah, of really the ship. Cool.
0: That was amazing. Yeah.
1: Very was, cool. Yeah. Just very, like the, very cool. She didn't need a jetpack or anything. She totally went Captain America. She was like, I'm just jumping out with my shield. And like, just the way she went from <laughs> ship to ship and like, she just rode that. Oh, there was and. This is a callback to the Bad Batch episode where we saw Wrecker get Cody out from underneath the gunship and he casually just tilted it over. We see the ragdoll dead body of the pilot, right? This yeah. time around we see what how good Ahsoka is because Ahsoka – before, like, you know, just riding this ship towards Doom, she sees the pilots in there and, like, cuts them out, and she's like, thanks, Commander! And pulls, you know, pulls the ripcord, <laughs> yeah, he's and out pull, of Pulls
0: it. the ripcord, yeah. So it's a completely
1: different turn of phrase there, but it was, I, th- I thought that was a fun little, like, okay, so they're not all, like, doomed to die, more or less. Yes. But, um it was still just like the Jedi are around (laughs) exactly not while I'm around but yeah so uh and then again superhero landing she uses like the lightsabers like slow herself down and having all of the like the Mandalore like Mandalorians fly up around her and like start taking decisions amazing 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 yeah so just
0: just excellent set piece work and that's I mean that holds throughout every one of these episodes.
1: Exactly. So moving on from here, we we eventually end up in the in the uh, the bowels of Mandalore, and that's where Ahsoka is eventually cornered by Maul. I apologize. I got a little bit of hiccups. And now we move on to episode ten, the uh, Phantom Apprentice. Which well, first is, of all,
0: before before we move on to that, real real quick. Go ahead. What do you think about the final line of that episode? I was expecting Kenobi. Kenobi.
1: Yes. Why were you here? First of all, it's a great little tagline for him because, of course, he's obsessed with Kenobi. But it was also a great, like, you know, why are you here? Like, obviously, if he wants Kenobi, like, Kenobi would have been there. But he doesn't know anything about Ahsoka. This is their first time meeting, too. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, I loved it because it was like a little nod of like, of course Maul is obsessed with Kenobi, but why was he expecting Kenobi? You know yeah. what I mean? And that's it actually of
0: pays off in the next
1: episode. But... Oh, it totally does. Yeah. So <laughs> to to go on to that, I liked I liked the line a lot a uh, lot in yeah. this next in the next episode, Phantom Apprentice. First of all, great name, uh, great yes. callback to the Phantom Menace in the way of names and everything. And it's just a uh, uh, back and forth between Maul and Ahsoka. Um, I gotta say the the uh, I'm gonna skip forward to the actual showdown between Ahsoka and Maul. Uh, was beautifully done. Um, I'm sure you know about this. I'm not sure if you do. They it was actually all done physically. All, like all mo capped yeah. All mo capped. Ray Park actually did yeah, his. I, part. Say, I
0: know Ray Park played Maul.
1: I forget I forget the lady's name who did Ahsoka, but I know she was like she's trained for this. She was a stunt woman herself. Um, but just you could see the difference in the actual fight. like Oh, you, yeah. The,
2: the physicality is 100% there.
1: Well, even just like – I mean like going back because I know for you, Brian, like you've only seen a handful of like lightsaber fights in the last season. But like through the whole series, like the lightsaber fights were fun. But like there were a lot that were kind of stilted and everything. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how he did that. But uh, it just like just, – um, just doing – uh, what we did, like, just uh, you could see, like, it was much more fluid. It seemed like all the all the all the points hit. I don't know how else to put it. Um, like, there was actual, like you say, actual physicality behind it. The mocap was brilliant, and just the actual exchange between Ahsoka and Maul was some of the best dialogue we had for the show. I love the, I love that. Like, what did you think of the big reveal? Whenever he was like, "Here's why I wanted Kenobi."
0: You know. Yeah. So um, I, mean, well, I mean that's that's exactly the point that I'm I'm getting at is that he like Maul essentially offers that he had like he staged this war on Mandalore in order to draw out Kenobi so that he could bring well, his both, apprentice. Yeah, both uh Obi-Wan and Anakin for that matter, because there's also a lot of kind of heavy interplay that and this well okay. So let me kind of take a timeout for a moment because <laughs> okay so my lukewarm take is that this is actually my favorite episode of this arc i'll agree and to that possibly of the clone wars in general okay um only because as as you say just the like the back and forth between maul and ahsoka like in all capacities both the like the dialogue and the actual, you know, Fighting. battle that they have later, yeah, is just so far beyond, and it's just so awesome. Um it's then we also kind of, yeah, well, and that's exactly it. It just feels so. It's like the kind of interesting iteration on Star Wars that is so compelling to I think me and and you guys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not something like yes, the tropes are familiar but the actual execution of it is just so new and fresh right
1: well i was to say do we want to reveal like what his whole plan was i kind of led on to it a little bit i, I figure this is spoilerific as it is yeah no well, spoilers
2: yeah. for this episode that's been out for a year now
1: that's fair <laughs> yeah so okay yeah as you said andrew he staged this whole war in hopes of bringing kenobi who would inevitably bring his apprentice anakin and the reason he wants Anakin to come is because he had a vision about Anakin and Sidious and the Grand Plan and all this kind of stuff. Now, just like hearing Maul spell it out, and even though we all know this as the audience, it was still just exciting being like, what? Like, he knows? And it's even more like, it's more of a tell because it's like Maul was trying something kind of good, in all, in all fairness. Like, it was like, he knew he had to stop you know, so-and-so before they were to become who they were to become. It was, it was pretty freaking incredible in that sense It just being like he was that close to it. And even so much to, like, throughout the episode, like, there are little moments, like, that he's just leaning towards it. And I think we also get – I'm bouncing around here, so I apologize. But, like, we have little nods to Rebels with uh, Gar Saxon. Who is like the yes. leader of the Mandalorians? Um, the Lady Mandalorian—I can't remember her name. She's actually in the comic, like the son of Dathamir comic. That's like the oh. episodes in between this that mm-hmm. um, connect, like why Maul escaped in the first place and how he's able to get there. But all the same, we get down to—we do it. We get down to, uh, we get down to um, the point where. Maul is like talking to all of his business associates before he leaves. We get like a nice little tease of uh, oh, what's his name? Vidy, not Vidian. uh, Paul Bettany's character from Solo. Oh, uh, it's killing you know me.
0: I meant to write that down and I forgot.
1: You know, <laughs> it's might my be one is,
0: a, a reminder. of. Is it Quinlan? <laughs> no,
1: Quinlan Voss, or no, that's a, you know, that's a Jedi. Quinlan
0: Voss. He, yes, he's a Jedi. Dang it. Um, Paul Bettany, Star Wars. <laughs> you are thinking of the character known as um i'm so close his name is
1: dryden, dryden. voss it was a voss i knew that yes much. wonder if he uh, is
0: related to quinlan voss
1: could be very quinlan. distantly i mean he has that little sword thing so what the hell yeah that was a fun quinlan voss to...
0: is the one that like that he has disciple book right and oh yeah which is also another like uh,
1: Un-unfilmed like Clone Wars arc. If you haven't read it, I suggest you do, because it's a great mm-hmm. story about him and um, Asajj. It's like, or no, yeah, Asajj yeah. Ventress. Like Asajj it's her. Ventress, yeah. It's like it's her little uh, culmination of the story, if you will. Um, yes. But to to go at it like, <clears throat> I had a little fun moment. I uh, at, at the end of their fight in the in the throne room. There's a point where. Uh, Ahsoka kicks Maul back and he goes through the window and I like yeah. bust out I actually did a like a real loud like laugh because his lightsaber like left that yes. scoring as he went through <laughs> yeah. the window Yeah, I was like that's perfect that was that was pretty <laughs> good like it wasn't meant to be silly but damn it wasn't silly like it, it was, was just, yes. It was a very nice touch yeah so ugh. it works but to so. you know to as you're saying I uh, finished it out I think i don't know i'm sorry i know i keep going the the final exchange between ahsoka and maul right at the top of the dome Mm -hmm. top notch especially considering like what they're at and like it's just ahsoka she's got no blades and uh, maul cuts the beam in between them and he's like he's your last chance join or die or something like that and then gets the one up on maul and like maul starts to fall and soka reaches out and catches him and this is the part that got me and it still gets me each time where he goes let me go let me die like he's just like it's like you don't know what you're doing we're all going to burn like it's just like oh my god like he was like he was so right and <laughs> nobody believed him
0: well, well exactly. the audience and, and, believed him and it was like oh. so yeah I know. so I mean and and so to i guess put my touch on it a little bit uh or just my thoughts as I was Watching it, rewatching it in particular, is this idea that, I mean, like obviously, like, Maul makes this appeal to Ahsoka, like, you know, come with me, train with me, like, we can, we can still take down Sidious, we can do this. And there's a part of me that's like, okay, Maul is like a notorious, unreliable narrator. Exactly. And, I do, and like I don't think I believe <clears throat> that they could, in fact, do that, you know? I don't think that Maul and Ahsoka are powerful enough.
1: No, but I mean, like... that. And obviously,
0: you're kind of playing with fortune that, like, okay, maybe somehow something changes and, like, uh, Anakin doesn't become dismembered and, you know, is still able to do things that that he's no longer able to once he's Darth Vader.
1: The altered timeline.
0: Exactly. Um, But there's also this very powerful question in my mind of, like, So we also see this conversation that Ahsoka has with Mm Obi-Wan in this episode, where he's he's telling her, like, you need to talk to Anakin at all possible haste, because we're really afraid, like, he's on this special assignment, and we're Uh really nervous that things aren't going well. Yes. And it's like, Uh okay, so if they have that conversation, do things change? And well that's I'm, oh yeah <laughs> i'm not sure that the answer is yes because i think that ultimately anakin's fate is kind of decided as soon as he like offs dooku in a sense
1: <laughs> that was but, kind of the linchpin
0: i was start it was i mean
1: he was already starting down that path we had seen it
0: multiple times yeah but like, i mean you could you could argue that that decision was made when he killed the sand, sand people in the, the native yes. tatooineers i'm sorry let me use the appropriate <laughs> language um, <laughs> <laughs> in Attack of I'm the Clones, I'm sorry you in you advance.
2: Can... Tatooiners will always be funny to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Tattoos. That's right. <laughs> no, um, but I, I mean, I agree with that. Um, I was going to say, <clears throat> to that end, I love the part where uh, Obi Wan was just like, he's like, well, we won't be getting any answers out of Dooku or whatever. And she's just like, well, why is that? It's like, because Dooku's dead. And it was like, what? Like, I remember having, like, a... Because he was such a staple throughout the entire Clone Wars series. And it's kind of hard to imagine a series without him. Even though you know that what happens to him. I was still, like, the very first time I was like, that's right, he does die. Because, like, I'm (laughs) thinking about him as a completely different character by this point, you
0: know what I mean? Well, yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. That that Dooku is such a different character in Clone Wars than he is in the In the movies
1: is what it is i can't hold it against christopher lee he
0: he only had so much to work with but all the well, that's yes <laughs>
1: something
0: we said there. all right i think we can at this point i've said my piece on why i love this episode so much so yes. i think we should move on to shattered
1: shattered and again this i don't know if i would call this my favorite episode but i think this is one of the most important episodes out yeah. there this is like this is order 66 This is like everyone attention this is it this is happening And I remember, like, for the first two through the first two episodes, I'm thinking to myself, "When is it going to happen? I know it's going to happen. There's going to be some point where, like, Ahsoka and Maul are in the middle of
0: fighting, and everyone's going to turn their guns on them, or something. Like, I don't know what was going to happen. But and yeah, and I would say, like, the the first five minutes of this episode, maybe it Mm. might even be a little less than that, are just so unbelievable i mean first we get like the jedi box is what I yes it was like
1: notes. from a from a uh from a bygone era where we used them to yes. like keep you guys is like this is the last one and just seeing yeah. like and especially like you say because it's all the music is very ominous it's almost the same music <laughs> you hear under uh anakin whenever he's like contemplating going after the jedi who are going to the chancellor's office it's like almost the exact same music which i think
0: is purposeful because of well, you know the agreed, time frame, yes. but regardless, and, like, do go ahead. I, well, I was just going to say. I mean, it's it's much more of that kind of like synthy. It's or in just like yes. the very kind of discordant like strings that we do kind of get poking through there. And it, I mean, it, that's exactly what it reminds me of, and I, I, it just builds so much tension.
1: I love there was that moment. Uh, in transit between planet to ship where they're zooming in on said Jedi box and all you can see is Maul's eyes. And it's his little yellow pupils, but like he's dots every so often he'll dart from this side to that side just looking at everybody. So menacing, so cool, but it was just like so perfect for what you imagined it all to be. And then they get him onto the ship and they lock him into his quarters and all this kind of stuff. And then now we're uh, Ahsoka and Rex on the bridge as they go into... uh, light speed and this was a beautiful moment this is what we were starting to go ahead ahead, well
0: okay let me just rewind one moment real quick (laughs) so on on the jedi box i mean that's like my favorite type of star wars storytelling it's it's hearing about the clone wars from obi-wan in a new hope and Mm -hmm. you don't know what they are and it's just like your mind can run wild and it's this idea that like we know that there was this great war between mandalorians and jedi once upon a time Right, uh, but like it's kind of enjoyable that we don't have to, you know, that we can still paint that picture ourselves in a sense.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's
0: what I love about the the like the whole story that's told just by saying like here's this thing that we used to store Jedi. <laughs> it's
1: ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense for what it is, but yeah, I just it's I just a, the whole visual and everything that goes along with it is perfect.
0: Exactly. Um, but so, so yeah. please continue
1: so we have ahsoka and rex on the bridge and they have this great exchange between two of them like you were saying before it's like well, we were both saying before but ahsoka basically just admitting to rex you know all my life i've, I've been at padawan who's been at war i've been nothing else outside this war and this is where rex comes in and decides to share some of his feelings which i thought was very powerful And he goes yeah you know as clones we have mixed wars about mixed feelings about the war you know uh it's like, we you know, we we know that the war is bad, but without the war, we never would have existed. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's like... And and even Ahsoka was like, well, I guess, you know, some good has come out of it. You know, and it's like, I couldn't ask for a better soldier nor I a better friend or something like that. That was a great little cute moment, and I saluted each other, and that's whenever the briefing came through. Holy crap. And, like, this is, like, the next 30 seconds. Everything changes. Yeah. Again, now, Brian, I keep going back to you because you didn't see seasons one through six like andrew and i did we didn't see these clones we didn't grow to know and love them and everything and like it's just like
2: yeah i i I haven't formed an attachment quite yet
1: seeing the the reaction that rex has he's like literally shaking because he's just holding back as much as he is was heartbreaking like yes there's been so many heartbreaking moments in this series, not even just the Clone Wars, but just Star Wars. But seeing his reaction uh, to Ahsoka and just being like, you know, stay back, like holding the guns up to her. And just that moment where he's like, find him, find him, fives, find him, fives. And it's like, what? You know, what, what, yeah. is fives, what? And all of a sudden it's just anarchy. Uh, <laughs> it's beautiful. And now Ahsoka's on the run in the ship. And this is also another thing, as soon as that's all said and done, they clear the smoke and Rex is like, all right, here's the deal. Uh, Order 66 has just come down from the Chancellor, which means that any and all Jedi are now fugitives to the Empire or fugitives to the law or something like that, right? Um, I forget the exact uh, phrasing he used, but... Eva and Ali both said as much. They're like, "I'm glad that he said that because I completely forgot what Order Sixty Six was." And it's like <laughs> that makes so much more sense now and why they're chasing them. It's like okay, so they did they did that more due diligence, not just saying Order Sixty Six, but like here's what Order Sixty Six means,
0: you know. So you got that going for you. Yes, fully agreed, and and I think you well, you make an excellent point, Connor, and and mm. I think I have sometimes like even in like my most recent watch through to, to kind of prepare for this episode, I, I think I sell short a little bit like Rex's, you know, kind of fleeting moments of remaining sanity that like, he kind of trains himself to have, Yeah. um, you know, in, in terms of, as we find out in a few moments, like what his, uh, you know that he filed this report on behalf of Fives after the whole uh, uh, Biochip conspiracy, plot which from season so, six.
1: So this makes that canon, which is kind of crazy to me. Like I yes. was always under the assumption that it just was since it was in season six, it was kind of just pushed aside, right? So, which I mean, but, I'm glad it's not. I, I thought yeah. it, I always thought that the, it was a great arc in itself well you know. we,
0: and we do know from rebels that i mean they you know like when we find rex in rebels we explicitly mm-hmm. hear like yeah we uh you know we cut out our microchips
1: got wise biochips
0: exactly. yeah, but it is like but it definitely plays out a little different in terms of like on, on rebels they painted as we saw what happened to fives and we decided to do this Uh, ahead of time yeah exactly Uh, whereas in this instance he still flips but yeah but it's actually ahsoka's doing so
1: still incredible uh just like
0: oh my god
1: but so (laughs) and honestly this could this is kind of a culmination between shattered and um victory and death right now because we're going to kind of transition to it so the rest of it is ahsoka on the run After she gets Rex fixed up, Rex is on her side now. And so now they have to find a way off ship. And we didn't even mention this. So the way that she decides that she's going to do this is she needs a distraction. And there's only one man for the job. (laughs) Holy hell. You want to talk about some great hallway scenes. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Right.
0: It's Star Wars. Oh, my God. Yeah. She she needs an agent
2: of chaos. And uh, she found
0: him. She (laughs) (laughs) certainly gets one. She oh certainly gets him. Yeah. I, just, I mean, that's like the first extended scene with Maul where like he like first he uh, breaks the door off and then uses that to dismember. <laughs> yeah. Like, to behead the troopers. And then like he's then, using
1: it as a shield and he like pales yeah. the guy to the wall. And then like they're running out and like the blast door and he gets the one guy's like,
0: no, no, no. And he gets his freaking arm chopped off. i was like, what? Yeah. Just so that he can get access to the uh, communicator oh that he has God. on his wrist. So I, good. I, so I was good. like,
2: damn, Disney, you scary. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, the violence gets turned up to, like, 13 on that. Like, oh, my yeah. God. I can't think of anything, like, you know, Star Wars or, like... Uh, even in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or anything that's like quite so graphic as this thing on this child series.
1: <laughs> God, it's so good. Um, but like, I just I love seeing like you you love seeing how powerful Maul is and like that, that raw well, anger and everything like that. oh yeah. Ugh.
0: So so I guess I have kind of two comments on that. I mean, first off, that discussion that Ahsoka has with Maul when she frees him is just remarkable like like her (laughs) power relative to his power in that conversation where like he's basically like pleading with her like will you please give me something i can use yeah it's like
2: give me a give me a fighting chance
1: yeah it's like i'm not rooting for you it's like you just need like i need a distraction you're it like it's like okay
0: that's
1: that's pretty cool
0: yeah ahsoka is so boss in that and then I'm kind of like perplexed, like, am I supposed to be rooting for Maul in like these, you know, subsequent scenes where he's just wreaking so much havoc? And I think the answer is yes.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, all the same. It's just like, I mean, just going crazy as it is. I just, like I said, I love seeing him go into like the engine room and all of a sudden he just like, he takes down. Everything. He's like, well they didn't just he didn't like disrepair the the hyperdrive, he just completely eradicated <laughs> he, it. Like, yeah,
0: the <laughs> hyperdrive <laughs> is gone. <laughs> I think is what they, they yeah. say in uh in oh. uh victory and death.
1: Well even to that end it's like and this is coming off of Andrew, I know you're still reading it, but like something like the great disaster uh mm-hmm. in Light of the Jedi. Like we kind of see the after effects of coming out of light speed, uh ill properly i guess you could say like not at the right time um it's something else we'll have to get into later but like just seeing that aspect of it and just being like oh no we're being pulled into this planet because this is again going into the the weird science of star wars it's like of course planets have gravity the gravity is going to pull them in and everything like that but you know that's one of those gravity
0: wells has become so prominent yes in so many surreal. stories i mean i mean certainly like in the alphabet squadron books for various reasons because there's, <gasps> you know, books and pilots and yeah um but i feel I, I feel like it's been everywhere especially like in the the, the book sphere so oh yeah so to speak
1: well uh, all this, i mean
0: the, the only other thing i want to bring up before we really kind of wrap this puppy up is uh ahsoka's droid squad Oh, is... it's a... <laughs> so we've got cheap which to be clear is voiced by dave filoni i do it's remember a that ch series of droids just like chopper Proper. uh <laughs> it... exactly so so dave filoni reprised his iconic role <laughs> to bring the voice of cheap uh we've got r7 and we've got gg nice which is which is what uh sullivan calls my mother so
1: oh <laughs> my aunt uh brenna my sister brenna is aunt bb to my nephew so i feel yeah, that yeah. it's just yes. easier well yes. for whatever reason my 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 mom is kk not grandma what does <laughs> that mean
0: well i well i don't really know well so. she's not my grandma so i don't know yeah <laughs> I mean, the underlying premise is like it's Grandma Gloria, in a sense. That's cool. So. I
1: like that. Yeah, <laughs> It's a very cute yes. way of putting it too. But regardless, I like that. And now you got a little yes. connection to it in Star Wars as it is. Exactly. So I like
0: that. It's all it's all canon now.
1: Well, it's also sad because you realize what happens to Gigi and the like. Uh, yeah. They they well, aid in the yeah, bed, so- uh, you know, fugitives, and they're yes. subsequently executed for their.
0: I mean Perhaps. they all they all die as heroes. Yes. They all die as heroes, but if I have to go out, I would rather go out like R seven, where like he was in the middle of working. Yes. Whereas uh, you know, Cheap and Gigi just kind of get caught off guard and like blast the droids. <laughs> I mean I mean they got firing squad. That was freaking. that was like Ala
1: Secura kind of like just deadly <laughs> yes. accuracy. They're like we just need to make exactly. sure they're dead. And even, like, that was, like, Eva's favorite part was, like, the the droid. She's like, this is amazing. And I was like, you don't want to know what happens next. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I I felt so bad because she was so in love with these astromechs. Next
0: thing you know. Yes.
1: They all just die ceremoniously.
0: Yeah. Ultimately, they were no more than the the clankers, the... The clone troopers had been fighting for years.
1: So there's a point where uh, they're crashing to the planet, and yes. uh, Rex and Ahsoka are able to eventually get out of the ship and hopefully get to safety. Like it's a great tension-building moment where Ahsoka has to get into the the uh, the like cockpit of a Y-wing,
0: and once and again like, we learn that Y-wings are actually the unsung heroes of the entire Star Wars.
1: Saga. So I know yeah, that's yeah, so crazy. That, they, that's his, nobody
0: can that's his see show. this. I mean, obviously we we are doing another <laughs> of our remote episodes, but I just looked at both of these guys. Connor gave the
1: the peace like, like, prayers Thank up, you. and and
0: Duncan was giving a fist pump. Woo-woo-woo. So clearly, the Y wing is very popular. They got, I was gonna, big
2: big bomber fans here.
0: I was going to yeah. say, but I I like that. There's
1: a little there's a little nod to the Y wing in the sense that. Ahsoka like the one of the first big arcs of the Clone Wars was about the dreadnought that had the giant ion cannon on it. And that's yes. where Gold Squadron all the Y Wings made. The malevolence. And then in the, the Gold Squadron, all the Y Wings, that's when they make their first appearance. And yes. I feel it's it's kind of poetic because like that's you get to see Ahsoka in the you know the turret while Anakin's flying it, right? And mm-hmm. that was like her first real appearance in the show, not the movie. Fast forward to the season finale. What does she end the she ship? Needs the,
0: yeah, she needs the turret. Yes,
1: she's like, gets back into the turret. It's like, oh, she's like, she's ending where she started.
0: It's It makes also, sense. Yes. You know. Also a throwback to the Star Wars Holiday Special, in which the, we find that the Y-Wing in the Holiday Special is a, in fact, a two-seater.
1: Uh, is it inflatable and can it? Jenison by itself. Yeah, that's the next big
0: question. That's the next big question. <laughs> Those answers uh, are not addressed here. Luckily, they're able to just you know fly the ship safely uh, while the rest of the whatever uh, just ends up crashing. All of the clone troopers aboard end up dying because so they're willing to die
1: for their thing, including Jesse, which I felt kind of bad yes. about. That was one exactly. of the OGs.
0: Yeah, exactly. Definitely part of that, uh, like the ARC Trooper class and um, you know, a, a character that we've come to know pretty well. Exactly. He's up there uh, with fives and Echo, and everybody.
1: So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's something weird about, you know, I mean, especially this watch through, like my, you know, subsequent watch through is like, I didn't actually cry when I watched this time. There was still <laughs> something that like, I was kind of watching this while I was like doing some work in the background. And when they showed Jesse's helmet on the pike at yeah. the end, it like actually, like it kind of caused me to like have to stop and like collect Cons- my thoughts. And You had yeah. to
1: consider, right? Exactly. It was just like, cause again, it's all just painted helmets. It's all of the Ahsoka painted yeah. helmets. And then just exactly. broadly, it's just, it's Jesse's. it's obviously jesse's helmet so that was like one of those like it's confirmed jesse did not survive kind of moments yes um but to kind of finish it out what did you think of like the last scene just the the time like the time jump the flash forward i thought that was really cool i thought it was like i mean it was
0: good well i was just gonna say i fully agree it was it was awesome and it once again it kind of tells a story without actually Telling us the story where we exactly. we find this wreckage and we we see Darth Vader, actual Vader, um, you know there, and he finds one helmet essentially that it still has the markings on it, and we find Ahsoka's lightsaber. Now, my question is: Did she only leave the Shoto? And if so, where does she get it back? So How does she get it back?
1: I think that she has brand new like blades in general come like uh-huh. rebels. Cause if you look at the, if you look at the hilts uh, that she has in Mandalorian, they're much different than she has in Clone Wars, especially the that's season right. finale. Cause like, yeah. I think they're more curved and almost flatter like, mm-hmm. uh, like versus what they're, they're more cylindrical in the show. Um, yeah. But that's semantics. Honestly, I feel like it, I, I, one of the books that I want to jump into is the Ahsoka novel, especially after finishing this. I want to yeah. learn that transition between this part of her timeline into Fulcrum, into the eventual Rebel timeline, yeah. and I feel like there's going to be a story about where she gets her crystals and how she ends up getting
0: well, the white crystals and all that stuff, right? Precisely. I I know that's like kind of the. Uh core plot device of the ahsoka novel i i have it on uh, like in audiobook form but I, I admit i have not actually listened to it
1: so. it's fair i mean but especially I, I
0: feel the same way
1: it's it's read <laughs> so, by ashley eckstein herself so you would get a first yeah. hand account which is pretty cool yes sure. <laughs> but anyway um, yeah sure
0: um, your thoughts connor
1: honestly like i said it's just i thought it was very beautiful i, I love the shot of like it's just like you saw that ahsoka took the time like her and rex both took the time to actually bury all of their brothers like all they all of the clones which i thought was like they didn't have to do that but it was beautiful like it was just it made it that much more touching and you understood what it meant for uh you know everyone else that was involved with it like it was just it's heartbreaking but yes ultimately like i said the, the time jump and everything really worked for me and just seeing just seeing darth vader with a blue lightsaber is always kind of kick-ass like just seeing like in like knowing who it is under the helmet and like what holding that lightsaber must mean for him like it's just it's it's one of those moments where it's like you understand why darth vader is such a tragic character like, in, in the full spectrum, you know what I mean? Like, he's always just kind of presented as the evil, end-all, be-all person, but, like, he's also a very
0: tragic character as well. So, I don't know.
1: That's just me. Yeah.
0: No, I, I <laughs> totally agree. I think, uh, you know, there there's something that, especially when you see him through, like, the lens of his relationship with Ahsoka, mm. even more, I would argue, than, like, his relationship with Padme, <laughs> Like yeah. or his children, even.
1: for that matter. <laughs> it's, yeah,
0: yeah. It's just like his, you know, his biological children. To go back to that example again, <laughs> uh, even though I do think little sister is probably more appropriate. with us Sister. Yeah, but, but it's just like I don't think there's any, you know, there's no character. I mean, except for obviously like what Luke does in uh, Return of the Jedi, that like could have pulled him out of his spiral. More Except I
1: think Ahsoka. Yeah. Definitely. And again, we we're <clears throat> just to finish out, like, this is also based on like he's you I said as much that like he sees what Ahsoka can do outside the order that she can thrive. And that kind of mm-hmm. gives him the eventual hope that he can do something like this. But as you say, he needs that structure. He can't just abandon it and everything and we eventually leads to where we know now as Darth Vader. Yes. No doubt. But, Brian, do you have any other uh thoughts or opinions on the finale there?
2: Uh no. You you guys you guys definitely touched on it. The only <laughs> other the only other thing I kinda of thought um to myself as as I was watching that sequence when she's kind of racing down the wreckage towards the planet, trying to get to the Y Wing. It mm. almost to me was kinda of like echoes of when she's racing Rex to the ground on Mandalore. Yeah. Except I can the see outcome that. is different and I don't know. It just it just seemed again like a town poem. Like it's it's not (laughs) themes coming up again.
1: It's not nearly as fun this time around. It's like you feel like, oh, something bad could happen. Whereas like Ahsoka kind of coming down during the siege was like, eh, it's fun. Yeah, kind of kind of whimsical.
2: And now it's now it's showing how connected she is with this other character.
1: Oh well exactly. Well, i think that kind of covers so, it for season seven yes.
0: i don't know yes i mean this <laughs> this arc is just i mean I, I think we're kind of ending on this uh this down note because it is a down note i mean the, yeah. you know the ending of the clone wars was never going to be happy
1: i mean look it at never Rem- going like, to be Rem- Rem- was that same way exactly
2: <laughs> exactly oh. um, so, so so guys when do you think we get season eight
1: <laughs> well
0: uh, uh bad batch will be starting you soon that's as close as we're getting to a season <laughs> it, that is yeah it, that is almost directly what i'm
2: referring to exactly
0: <laughs> that's that's well, actually coming may 4th i don't know that we've officially talked about it oh here. nice uh, that is going to be uh yes it's going to be a star wars day release
1: may the fourth uh, be with us all
0: yes so back i guess like less than two months until till we Get to dive in again with Hunter and Tech and Wrecker and what's the other guy?
1: Tad uh, Echo. Uh, Echo. The sharp shooter. No.
0: And yeah. oh. Crosshair. 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 Yes.
1: That's it. <laughs> Close enough. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, well, uh, to uh, to finish out, do we want to go back to the tradition, gentlemen? Uh, we got a quiz to go for.
0: I'm good with that. I have I, it pulled up here because I think you're you're up, right, Connor?
1: Yes, it is my turn. So if you would care to uh, quiz me, I'm all ears.
0: All right. <clears throat> so this quiz, this this hopefully should be a nice little palate cleanser after the kind of <laughs> down note of the uh, what we were just talking about. This quiz is called "There's a Star Wars Jar Jar Binks quote that matches your vibe."
1: Oh, that's perfect. Well, let's find
0: out which one it is.
2: Misa's sad. <laughs> what, a way, what a way to cleanse the palate.
0: <laughs> All right. First up, we have which planet would you rather live on? Naboo, waterfalls, democracy, and space pairs. What more could you want? Coruscant, the party planet. Please, please bring chips. <laughs> Tatooine, it's coarse, rough, Irritating and it gets everywhere, but I don't really mind. Bestpin, Cloud City is pretty cool. Endor, tree houses and Ewoks for the win. Or, Hoth, you might want to bring a coat.
1: I'm going to have to say Endor. Tree houses are kick ass.
0: Right, no, no argument there. <laughs> All right, now you have to choose a food. A food? Yes. Shish. Chips or goldfish, oh. mac and cheese, chocolate, anchovies, Ugh. or space pear. <laughs>
1: space pear. I like I like goldfish. Go for goldfish. Can't go oh. wrong with that.
0: Yeah, it's a good choice.
1: It is a good choice. Um,
0: I will tell you all that Sullivan would have chosen space pears because he loves pears. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's eating healthy. Uh, yes, indeed. Pick a pickle. Ooh, this pickle. A pickle is not enough. Give me a cheeseburger too. These pickles—they're like the little um. What are the gherkins? Gherkins. Small (laughs) mini pickles. Yeah, the mini. I'd rather have a yeah. I'd rather have a cucumber, (laughs) pre-pickled pickle. One pickle is not enough. I'd like a jar or maybe a few jars. Or this is the one, and it's basically a, a slice of a pickle.
1: I'm going to say the cheeseburger one because I don't like pickles. so
0: That's
1: <laughs> as close as I can get to liking a pickle is just getting a burger and being like, do you want this pickle? Because I'm not going to have it's it. It's not really, but we'll,
0: we'll make it disappear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, you, Connor, you are being asked to pick your favorite Star Wars prequel character. You can you yes. select from Qui-Gon Jinn... Yoda, Mace Windu, Padme Amidala, Anakin Skywalker, or Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm sorry, Whoa. no Count Dooku. Dang it. Um, I' with
1: Yeah, where is Rick? Ricolle. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Mace Windu, because you can't go wrong with that. Fair point. He, he's a jerk, but he is from the
0: prequels, so. <laughs> yes. Pick a famous, non-Jar-Jar Star Wars quote. <laughs> okay. I've got a bad feeling about this. Mm-hmm. This is where the fun begins. Mm. Hello there. Sorry, I d- remember d- that
1: one again. Go ahead. Hello there.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say that was uh that's not right. <laughs>
1: that didn't sound like you and McGregor at all.
0: <laughs> May the force be with you. Do or do not, there is no try. Or I hate you!
1: just that one because you did it so perfectly
0: I hate you okay. I hate you <gasps> <laughs> and so Connor Andrew, the results are your star your Jar Jar Binks <laughs> quote to describe your total vibe is how rude Yes. <laughs> oh, how woo! That's me, man. <laughs> you're is... affronted. You're aghast. You may be a little annoyed with your current situation. It Whatever it is you're going through, here's to better times in the future.
1: Well, fair enough. <laughs> that was a fun
0: one. I like that one. That was a good one.
1: I didn't expect to have to pick so many pickles. That was that was weird. That was a weird one. <laughs> well speaking of pickles if you want to get at us uh you can always pickle us or send us pictures of pickles at instagram you can instagram us at grito shot first podcast all one word or you can send us one in our twitter at first Greedo, all one word or if you would like please check us out on apple Podcasts, spotify or at reggie's house podcast.com if you go to apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review It helps the show along and if you got any questions comments concerns quiz ideas puzzles ideas i don't know man just Tell us we're doing a great job. Check us out at greetershotfirstpod at gmail.com. All one word. That's greetershotfirstpod, all one word, at gmail.com. And, guys, this has been fun. Uh, I know that uh, to kind of give a small preview of our next episode, it's going to be a big one. It's kind of a – I wouldn't call it an anniversary, um, but it is a – we're kind of doing a – uh, it's re- a star wars anniversary it's a star wars anniversary it's a it's a review redo i don't know if you want to call it that way kind of sounds <laughs> cool either way
0: yes
1: um it's tune in next week check us out uh hopefully you guys enjoyed what we had to stay here like always i don't know i had a great time brian did you have a good time yeah I had an awesome time andrew have a good time it was a boring conversation anyway i bet it was baby goodbye everybody. <laughs>